Let's start with the first commandment. Say it with me, if you remember. You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Should we sing it? You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Good, now let's say it together one more time. You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. You guys didn't say it with me that time. You are supposed to say it with me. So Adam and Eve had to leave the garden. They had to leave the Garden of Eden, right? After they fell into sin. They had to leave the Garden of Eden. And God placed an angel with a flaming sword to guard the way into the garden, into the Tree of Life. Because he didn't want them to eat of the Tree of Life anymore. So that's how they had to leave the garden. So they go out of the garden and it says that they have a baby. Now that's kind of interesting, right? Because remember, God promised that their baby was going to be the Savior. Do you remember that? But not necessarily right away. This baby was not the Savior. Eve thought it might be, though. Eve thought it might be the Savior because she named him Cain, which means acquired. She said, I have acquired a man who is the Lord. So she named him Cain. She thought he was going to be the Savior, but he wasn't. She had another child, Abel. And when Cain and Abel grew up, they both had jobs. Cain was a farmer. He planted crops in the ground and grew them. Abel was a shepherd. He kept flocks and took care of them. And after a while, Abel brought a sacrifice to God. It was a sacrifice of faith because he trusted in God's promise. We know this because the New Testament tells us that by faith, Abel offered a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain. He trusted in God's promise of a savior. And so he brought a sacrifice to God to say, thank you, God. And his sacrifice was the firstborn of his flock, the best of his young sheep. God was pleased with Abel's offering. Why do you think God was pleased with Abel's offering? Well, it was because Abel had faith in God's promise. When we trust in God's promise of a savior, our sins are forgiven. And those who trust in God's promise and have their sins forgiven, well, God is pleased with the works of faith that they do. So when Abel brought his sacrifice of thanksgiving, God liked that. Cain also brought a sacrifice. He brought some of his crop to God. But God was not pleased with Cain's sacrifice. Why do you think God was not pleased with Cain's sacrifice? Mm -hmm. Well, if God was pleased with Abel's sacrifice because Abel had faith in God's promise, why do you think God was not pleased with Cain's? Because he did not believe in God's promise. In fact, Cain's offering was an offering of self-righteousness, an offering of works. He brought a sacrifice to God, not to say thank you, but in order to 
I don't know, prove that he was good or to make God think that he was good, he thought that he deserved for God to like his sacrifice. So when God didn't, Cain was angry. He looked at Abel and how Abel's sacrifice was accepted and how his was not, and he was mad. So God came to Cain and he said, Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face fallen? Can you show me what it means to have your face fall? Um, Look at me. So what you can't see. No, show me your face. Okay, now show me a happy face. Now show me a sad face. It's like your whole face fell. Look at me. Right? Your eyebrows and your smile, they are up when you're happy, and then they come down when you're sad. So God said, why is your face falling? Why are you angry? If you do well, you will be accepted. But now, God warned Cain, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, like a tiger waiting to pounce on its prey. But you, but God said, you must rule over it. What he means is that when we are being tempted to sin, because he knew that Cain was, Cain was angry and he was jealous and God knew that Cain was angry at his brother and that he was being tempted to do something that he really shouldn't do. When we're being tempted, when we're angry or jealous, like maybe if somebody else gets something and you don't, or maybe if your sister's doing something that you don't like, and you're being tempted to lose your temper and to get angry, God is saying to you, don't let sin rule over you. Don't let it be like a tiger that jumps on you and you have no choice. Don't let it make you think that you can't help but do that bad thing. You must rule over the sin as if the sin was an evil, an evil, hmm, an evil monster, but you were stronger than it. I said, I was gonna say evil monster too. Oh yeah, and you have to chain it up and destroy it. You won my yeah. mind. It's a lot like when Jesus says, take up your cross and deny yourself and follow me. And when Paul says that we should crucify the flesh with its passions and desires to turn away from sin and to trust in Jesus instead. Well, Cain didn't listen to God. He went out to the field when his brother Abel was in the field and he killed his brother Abel because he was angry at him because God liked Abel's sacrifice and not Cain's. So later, God came to Cain, and he said, Cain, where is your brother? And he said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? He should have been. He should have been keeping his brother safe. He was his big brother. He should have been looking out for Abel. He should have been helping Abel. He should have loved Abel. Instead, he had killed Abel. And so God said, what is this that you have done? Your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. And then he told Cain that he would be punished. He said that he would be a wanderer on the earth and the earth would no longer bring forth fruits for him. Meaning if Cain tried to be a farmer and plant crops, it wouldn't grow crops for him. It would grow crops for everybody else, but not for him. He wouldn't be able to be a farmer. He would have to wander around. Do you think that Cain, when God confronted him and when he told him his punishment, do you think that Cain was sorry? Yeah. No, he wasn't. He said, my punishment is too hard for me to bear. 
He wasn't sorry. He was sorry for himself. He wasn't sorry that he killed his brother. He wasn't sorry that he had hurt his parents. Because, I mean, how do you think his parents are going to feel when they find out that, they, that Cain murdered Abel? They're going to feel awful. They're going to be sad. really sad. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't care that he broke God's law. He only cares that he thinks his punishment is too hard. That's a reminder, too. When you guys get into trouble for something that you did that was wrong, and then you get a punishment, sometimes you get sulky and angry at mom or dad for making the punishment. Well, that's like Cain. Don't be angry that you got punished. The punishment is there to teach you not to do it. Be sorry for what you did. But Cain said, anyone who sees me will kill me. He was worried that people would hear about what he had done and that when they saw him, they would kill him. And God said, not so. I'm going to put a mark on you so that if anyone sees the mark, they will know not to kill you. So even though Cain killed Abel, God didn't want to kill Cain because God thinks life is very important. And maybe God was hoping that one day Cain would be sorry. I don't know. We and, never really hear much about also, Cain again. He also went to heaven. No, I don't think Cain did. No, not Cain. Oh, Abel? Abel, yeah, Abel did go to heaven. He was a believer. Uh-huh. Well, after that, Cain had to leave and Abel was gone. But God gave Adam and Eve another son. His name was Seth. And they named him Seth because it basically meant that he, he had replaced. God had given them, appointed them another son in place of Abel because Cain killed him. And this son, Seth, was the one that Jesus eventually would be born from. He was a child of promise. He wasn't the Savior, but a Savior would come from him. And another important thing happened. After Cain did that terrible thing, and after many years went by, and people started to be more and more wicked, it says that people began to call on the name of the Lord. So the believers in God, when they looked out at the world and they saw the bad things that were happening, they gathered and they would hear God's word. We don't know exactly how that worked, but probably Adam would tell them about God's word. Maybe he would tell them how God had shown him all the animals and and God had brought Eve to him and told them the words that God had given him in the garden and about the garden. And most importantly of all, Adam didn't die for a while. He lived for 950 years. Wow. Yeah. And most importantly of all, Adam would have told them about the promise of the Savior, the same one that Abel trusted in, And that's through Seth, the Savior would come. And so the people had hope and comfort and peace, even in the midst of a troubled world filled with terrible sins, like when Cain killed his brother. Christ be my leader by night as by day, safe through the darkness, for he is the way. Gladly I follow my future, his care. Darkness is daylight when Jesus is there. Christ be my Savior in calm as in strife. Death cannot hold me, for he is the life. Nor darkness, nor doubting, nor sin and its stain can touch my salvation with Jesus I reign. Christ be my teacher in age as in youth, 
drifting or doubting, for he is the truth. Grant me to trust him, though shifting as sand. Doubt cannot taunt me, in Jesus I stand. Thank you.